0: I would say picking a favourite John Mayer song is also like picking a favourite child.
1: Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 116 of the Between You and Me podcast. This is a place where we talk about the things that hurt, heal and change us in the church. My name is Jessica Morris. I'm a Christian music journalist, in Australia. And today I have a special episode for you with an upcoming artist named Thomas Morlia. Thomas is a 23-year-old worship artist who's from Arizona Uh, and he has a fascinating story about growing up in the church but really sort of coming to his own with his faith. We have a chat about his label debut, I Have a Father, which is a really impressive collection of songs that are really personal, personal prayers, um, which... I think it's really cool. And something that I would like to say is actually a real hallmark of young emerging Catholic artists. So when I think of Thomas, I also think of Taylor Tripodi um and I think of Hannah Schaefer. And these These young dynamic artists who are using their passion for music, their quality musicianship, and they're getting the word of God and their experience, truth of God. And they're creating something that is unique and beautiful and is actually a really cool niche. In Christian music. They're bringing more diversity and something so robust to Christian music. It's really it really has the ability to push out and stretch the evangelical nature of Christian music Um, and I am really excited and honored that today I get to chat with Thomas. Now this interview is brought to you by our friends at jesuswide.com. I actually recorded this as a video interview for them so you will hear a bit of that introduction and so forth but I'm not going to hold you back. You're about to hear the who, what, when, where, why of Thomas Mulia, and the fact that just because he's in Arizona doesn't mean he lives in the Grand Canyon. How sad for me, an Australian tourist. All right, this is Thomas Mulia. Meet Thomas Mulia. A fresh face and voice in Christian music. The 23 year old Christian artist and worship leader hails from Arizona, but he wasn't always set on becoming a Christian musician. In fact, Thomas had his sights set on becoming something more secular, akin to his coffeehouse days where he would play John Mayer. You see, Thomas grew up in a Catholic family and faith and religion were second nature to him. His dad was a leader at church, so naturally Thomas began playing and singing for the congregation. Do any other PKs out there resonate with that? Because I definitely do. Now, Thomas was born with moderate to severe hearing loss, but it never inhibited his ability to create or play music. He just loved it. And wholeheartedly pursuing it as a career, he spent years playing in coffee shops and at talent shows. Now, Thomas's big break seemingly came in 2016 when, as a senior at high school, he auditioned for the last season of American Idol. It was a dream come true for the emerging singer, but he was cut during the Hollywood portion of the audition process and was left to figure out what was next. In the years that followed, Thomas went to college. And this is where he encountered God in a new way. You see, Thomas had always known God and followed him, but after joining a campus ministry, he befriended God. And Thomas began to write songs that reflected his growing journey with his maker. It resulted in his independent album, The Return, which came out in 2019 and this actually reached the ears of OCP Publishing. Now they invited the burgeoning artist to come aboard and he worked through a catalogue of 300 songs to create his label debut, I Have a Maker, a reflective and personal journey of Mulia's own faith. Recorded at the Smoke Stack Studios in Nashville, it signals the continuing emergence of young Catholic musicians in Christian music who expertly utilise their passion for musicianship, authenticity, and the word of God to engage the whole church. I spoke to Thomas about his journey to faith, what it was like recording I Have a Father and why he chose a career in worship music. My friend Thomas Moulia is a really exciting new talent and a really genuine lovely guy. Meet Thomas Moulia. Hi everyone, it's Jess here from Jesus Wide and I am here with Thomas Muglia. Did I say your last name right?
0: That is acceptable. Uh, there's, There's like three different ways to say it.
1: How do you say it?
0: My family says Mulia.
1: Mulia. Where the
0: G is silent.
1: Mulia. Okay. Yeah. Thomas Mulia, everybody. But if we were to look you up on Instagram, what is your Instagram handle?
0: It's Thomas.mulia.
1: Okay. And how do you spell that?
0: M U G L
1: I A. There we go. Okay. Thank yeah. you. I'm on the right track now. So, Thomas Mulia, it is so nice to meet you. Um, you released a record just a week ago now when we're chatting. Um, but for people who have never met you before, who is Thomas Mulia, in your own words?
0: Well, Thomas Mulia is a guy from Tempe, Arizona. Um, and I love to hang out with my family, I love to hang out with my roommates. I have some great roommates. And I love writing songs, sitting on the porch. The weather's always wonderful in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So I like to sit out there with my guitar and play and write songs. Perfect.
1: I can picture it as well. I'm like, yes. In my mind, because Arizona is purely the Grand Canyon, the Grand Canyon's in the back while you're doing that, (laughs) even though that's completely (laughs) (laughs) opposite. It's
0: a little little more colourful where I am, but but yes, that works.
1: Thank you for allowing me just to be an Australian tourist in that moment. I appreciate it. (laughs) Um, So I want to ask you about your album, But before I get to that point, because there'll be a lot of people meeting you for the first time like me, who maybe, maybe recognize your face from American Idol some years back. So can you tell me how you got to this point in your career? Because you just have released a worship record called I Have a Father. But my understanding is you weren't always set out to be a Christian or even a worship recording artist. So how did you get to this point?
0: Right. Yeah. It's, um, I, I definitely started out as a pop artist. Um, I used to, I, I really started as a kid. I started playing guitar probably in third grade. And my dad was a Christian, he was a Catholic singer songwriter. Um, and so he was doing Christian music and my mom was a music teacher. And so music in my house was always just the thing to do. And so I was born into that. But I, while I was around church music a lot, um, I, my thing was always like, well, I love. At the time, I was in like third grade, I was like, the Jonas Brothers are just awesome.
2: Yes. And I would
0: learn those songs. And, <laughs> <Yes>. then, <laughs> and then as I got older, it started to become Ed Sheeran and then John Mayer. And that was just the kind of thing that I wanted to do. So I was learning those songs on the guitar and playing them at talent shows and then coffee shops and eventually i tried out for american idol yeah and i made it onto the show and got cut actually pretty quickly it was when they cut the cast down to i don't remember the exact number it was like 50 or 70 or something like that. that's still
1: pretty phenomenal to even make it to that point that's huge
0: it was really fun it was really fun yeah thank you yeah and um yeah that was that was how i started learning how to sing and how to write
3: swiftly
1: on ocp yeah um so this, and this is your first release on their on like their label or with them um you previously released another worship record before this independently is that right yes yeah perfect yeah
0: that one was called the return
1: the return okay yeah. so what has happened between the return which you released independently to i have a father
0: that's a good question i i I feel like I I glossed over when you asked what happened between American Idol and the worship music, too. But um, in college, I got involved in a great campus ministry called St. Paul's Outreach. And it was just a really amazing time. I I was living with eight to ten other guys that were my age and Catholic. And we really just tried to walk the walk and... Mm -hmm. There was a a lot of encouragement to pray every day and to be open about where I was at with my brothers and in the house there. And through that, um, we really we did a lot of worship together. Um, We prayed a lot together. And that was when I started to really invest my musical energy into my faith life. And those first seven songs on the return, um, I wrote those because we were doing so much worship in St. Paul's outreach and there was a part of me that was like, well hey, I could I could write some of this too because I had really started to to get into my faith and have a daily prayer life and um I started writing and learning how to write better and that was kind of my first experience writing music for um praying and worshiping to and I took the best seven and recorded them just in my dad's studio. My dad has a studio and because he has been doing music too. So I did them there with some friends. And then between that first album and, and this new album was a three and a half year period of very intense songwriting and just walking, walking through the Christian faith and growing and maturing and, um, this new album is really just a snapshot of that life that I lived in college.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. I love it. So the album is I Have a Father. You've touched a yes. little bit on sort of what inspired that, the period leading up. But can you tell us about I Have a Father? What What is it that makes you so proud of this record? How does it represent you?
0: It really is, um, it's... A collection of my my thoughts, my conversations with God. Um, every song is kind of a, a checkpoint in the journey so far. Um, so that first record was really like, "Hey, I'm am I'm a new Christian. I, I've always been, you know, raised in the faith, but mm-hmm. there comes a point when you really choose to follow Christ." Yeah. Um, and so that first record was like, "Hey, I'm I'm a new Christian, and I love to." just write worship music. And it was kind of like, here's what I have. Here's what I have. And the second one, and all of these 11 songs on, I have a father is really, um, as God started to sort of shape my heart and I really started to follow after him and take up a daily prayer life and listen to his word. Um, there were different like peaks and valleys on that journey that I went through and it's it's almost like there's a song for everyone and that. that's kind of where these 11 are so it's it's very personal um it's very much conversational between me and God mm-hmm. and I just think of this album as really a, a snapshot of yeah. the past three years in campus ministry yeah
1: that's really cool I I love that it's well it's, it's personal but like from your your thoughts your prayers because that means, even though it's really unique to you, so many people will relate to it. They'll be like, "Oh, this is that part of the journey. I've been there. I'm not alone in that." I think that's really beautiful. That's when, and I, I mean, I think that's what Christian music needs. So that's just me, but <laughs> I love that. That's really good.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, that really is. That really is the hope: is that mm-hmm. somebody else who's kind of at that spot, or maybe not yet, can hear a song and say, "Oh, that's that's me right now."
1: artists a lot what is your favorite track and I've heard it's like choosing a child so today what what track on the album stands out to you what's your favorite track today
0: my favorite track today is let my tongue be silenced and it's it's definitely a contender for for the favorite child as it were (laughs) Um, it's it's a contender it's up there and the reason is I in my journey I've really had to just surrender repeatedly to God. And it's, it's not a one-time thing. It's, it's, it's a daily thing. And the more I sing about him, the more I hope that I can surrender to him. And so that song is, is a really special one to me.
1: How has God surprised you, even in the last week since you released this album? How has God surprised you?
0: Well, I will say I thought that this, this has been a huge surprise, the whole thing. I, I thought that these songs were going to get recorded in my dad's studio again or in my bedroom. And last September, so a little over a year ago, I started to show songs to OCP, the publisher, and they they listened to them. And I still kind of thought like, OK, I'm just going to record these on my own and maybe there will be a publishing deal or something. They ended up hearing the songs and sending me to Nashville to yes. record in a beautiful, beautiful studio.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and Paul Moak produced the record really and he's an amazing producer. And it was just like so much fun. I got to take one of my best friends out there with me, who's also a musician. So that was a huge surprise. And then seeing how people have received the, the music has been surprising as well. I, I think I, I don't know, I don't really know how I thought people would receive it, but it's been received really well. And, and I did an album release last, uh, Saturday. So just a few days ago and we ended up selling out two yes. concerts, which was just mind blowing to me. I don't, yeah. I don't know how it happened, but yeah, it's been really surprising. It's been, been very cool to to put these songs out and just see people praying with them and listening to them.
1: It's so good. You've touched a bit on your backgrounds. Um, and the fact like you grew up in the church, you grew up with a parent in Christian music, um, essentially. Um, But as I was reading through your presser, I was really struck by how it really highlighted that there was a time in your life when you went from following God out of obligation to actually like knowing God and and, like choosing like to, to pray, to like pursue him in so many different ways. Can you tell me, how that place went from, if I can call it like a more nominal faith to a really personal faith?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, always believed in God. I would even say I always had a relationship with God. Um, and you know, we've heard like people say you need to go from religion to relationship. And I even think for me, I, I needed to go a, a step farther than that, where I always had a relationship with God, but it wasn't until recently that I had a friendship with God. I love that. And it really, um, I, I spent most of my childhood kind of just trying to stay out of trouble. Um, I went to a youth group. I went to a Catholic school and grew up in the church. And like I said, there, there comes a point where you really have to, to choose. Am I going to follow Christ or am I going to follow something else? And, For me, I was a little bit of a perfectionist. I I really would force myself to just follow rules. And I was hard on myself when I would mess up. And when I went to college, I joined this amazing campus ministry. Just kind of because I was like, well, this is the thing to do now. I'm going to college and I moved out of my parents' house and started a life on my own. And through that, I began to ask a lot of questions and I also had these great guys in my life who were also trying to pursue God. And it was during that time that I started to ask God, show me who you actually are. And I started to pray and read scripture. And I like to say that God took my legalistic and fear-driven heart and he turned it into the heart of a son. And so... Through that, my uh, my worldview began to shift from I have a religion to I have a father, which is the name of this album. So.
3: What could it be? Moving my heart to sadness and shame and defeat. I've tasted and seen the glorious heights. Grace was the air I My God, help me see what's in the way of my place in Your company. Knowing Your grace, it's me who's done the replacing. again where the father awaits.
1: Yeah. I am um, I really relate to the growing up in a Christian family, but also really struggling with being driven by religion and fear. Um mm-hmm. and that I think it's incredible that you're sharing that journey with people because that's really vulnerable. In my experience, like having it's, we're like really close with God now, but those mindsets and those habits, like a legalism of it. And for me, like a lot of shame is still there. And I frequently have to unravel that and be like, no, this is the point. This is where Jesus is. Do you have to work through like those type of things daily still? Or have you come to a place where it feels, I don't know if more natural is the best way to say it, but there's a more, there's an an ease to how you engage with God now because you don't have to tickle the boxes to get there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's 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 an ease and a rhythm yeah. and and a friendship there that yeah. God has really become approachable to me now. That's so cool. Um, and and obviously there's always going to be remnants and mm-hmm. and scars from the past, but like God is God is all about healing and restoring. And so I don't think anyone who honestly comes to Him is is not going to be restored
1: that's so good. I'm just sorry. I, I'm really enjoying learning from you. You speak I know I know that you were sort of saying like how but you speak so succinctly and articulately. It's beautiful. I love it. So I'm getting so much from this interview. You were you were born with some hearing loss, which I know you talk about a bit in your presser. So it's part of your journey that you've been open with. Um, how has that shaped your sensitivity to like creating music, loving music, creating something that people feel?
0: Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. My hearing loss really, it's, it's normal to me. I, I was born with it and I, I don't know anything other than what I know hearing wise. Um, so really I, I don't know if it has affected me. Maybe it would be a little different if it's like at one point I wasn't hearing impaired and then I became hearing impaired, Mm -hmm. but my journey has always been the same. I've, I've always had hearing aids. Um, so I always say that it doesn't really affect me musically, um, but that's not to, to say that it's nothing, obviously. If I take my hearing aids out, I cannot communicate at all. Um, so it's a pretty serious hearing loss, and I've had moments where I've had to take one out for a while, because. I'll get like an ear infection or something weird or the, the hearing aid breaks or something. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a struggle to play then.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But for the most part, it's just my normal. And I don't know if it's really impacted my musicianship very much.
1: Yeah. This is an off the cuff question. Has has like growing up and being born with hearing loss, has that challenged your face? Like where God is in that at all?
0: Not at all. No, I I've never um, I've never been upset about it. I've never been down about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty interesting. My sister Marianne has the same, a very similar hearing loss to myself, um, for a completely different reason. Wow! And we've always been just able to relate to each other in that way. We've always been very close. I don't know how different my mindset would be if i didn't have her
2: mm-hmm.
0: um but for the most part it's always just been a part of my story and yeah. you know every now and then i enjoy turning off my hearing aids on an airplane and <laughs> reading a book in silence yeah so
3: yeah Lord help me see just who your world needs me to Swell in me in everything I want to be your hands and feet in everything. Come Holy Spirit swell in me, no other cause for it shall
1: few quick questions for you and as you build up your fan base i'm sure you'll get lots of people throwing random questions at you so i have curated some of them for you all the things i'm curious about and had nowhere else professional to put them so this is my excuse to yes. ask you really random questions basically perfect <laughs> so number 1 um you used to perform lots of john mayer songs in coffee houses Possibly also Jonah's brother's songs. I don't know. This is new to me. But <laughs> what is your favourite John Mayer song to perform live?
0: I would say picking a favourite John Mayer song is also like picking a favourite child. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a hard one. I love Neon. Yep. I love Why Georgia. I'm going to go with those two. Neon. And you, one, you, can two. you can have
1: two. Twins. Yeah. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that really works. Um, if you could, this actually may already be your, my answer to this question. If you could collaborate with any artist, living or dead, who would it be and why?
0: I'm going to go with John Mayer again. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's, um, he is really committed to, to musical and songwriting excellence. Mm-hmm. And he's just a great writer, a great player, a great singer. Yeah. And I think it'd be really fun to learn from him.
1: I'd be up for a collaboration between you two. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I like it. Again. Yeah,
0: yeah, it'd be cool. I, I don't know if I could see John playing worship music.
1: Would, oh my gosh, so. wouldn't that be a day? Yeah, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. But I go to that concert. Um, okay, so <laughs> my last question for you. If you could go back to the day, just after you were cut from American Idol, um, knowing that you had been incredibly brave and actually got a super far away, but it's tough when you get, rejected from things, especially professional music things in life. What would you say to yourself, knowing what you know now about where you're at in your journey?
0: Two things. I think one, I I would say that God has more. And um, it's really interesting. I, I remember very vividly saying a prayer before going out to perform in the round that I got cut on. Mm-hmm. And it was a Lord, if this is your will, let it be. And if not, don't let it be. And sure enough, I get cut really? and didn't really think anything of it. Um, so that's, that was uh, a very interesting, I don't, I don't know why I stopped to, to pray that prayer, but mm-hmm. I did. And here we are. Um, mm-hmm. I certainly wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. And, writing worship music if, if that hadn't happened. Yeah. Um I think also with a show like that where you can win by you know just by being talented obviously you have to work really hard too but it's it's a little bit of a slingshot. It's like yeah. yeah. go from here to here or it's a similar thing if you blow up on TikTok or something. There's there's a process. Um I would tell myself there's a process that it's It's not so good of a thing to to skip over that. Yeah. Um, to learn how to write, to learn how to share music with an audience, to learn how to connect and how to play your instrument and sing. Um, it's really good to go through all that, and it, it takes a lot of time. And I'm really grateful that I didn't get slingshotted to you know having a yeah. full-time career in music without really going through learning how to write and how to record and sing and perform.
3: From belief that this life has no worth From my suspicion of all of your works Fear of my future Anger or guilt for my past Disbelief in your presence and grace Restless of seeking and from my own strength Feeling you'd ask
1: was thomas mulia he's such a sweet lovely genuine guy um thank you i i was one of his early interviews in his career his first of many i would imagine um and it was a real privilege to be able to engage with him to laugh at myself a lot of the time (laughs) and to talk about his journey thomas is so honest and i really like that i felt like i was able to have like figuratively have coffee with him which is exactly what this podcast is about it's what we do we have we share stories we share life we find common ground through story and and i love that Um, so thank you thomas friends you can go and get his album i have a father now it is on all streaming platforms just look for thomas mulia that's thomas t-h-o-m-a-s and mulia m-u-g-l-i-a you can find thomas On Instagram at thomas.molia. You will also find more info on him as well as stuff about his previous releases at his official website, thomasmolia.com. And again, Molia is M U G L I A. Go and stream it and add it to like your easy listening playlist or devotional playlist. It's very calming, it's very beautiful. Enjoy. That is all I have for this week. Now, we do have an episode coming up with a friend of mine, Davis Evanoff. Very excited to share that with you he's an emerging artist and has a fascinating story that's all I can give you today I know there's more but make sure that you press subscribe so that as soon as that episode drops it comes into your earbuds is that what we call them Ear- AirPods, earbuds I feel like I'm getting old in any case that's all I have make sure that you connect with us online at between you me pod and I will be back with you soon my name is Jessica Morris here's to hope
2: When I'm walking through the valley Your presence is around me Cause nothing stands between me and my God And the fear that was my prison Is no longer where I'm living Cause nothing stands between me and my God There's no place I go that He is not where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom And we'll be dancing through the darkness, cause we believe it Every strong Joy cannot be taken Cause nothing stands between me and my God